It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. 162 regular season games. Six months of travel. Flights, hotels, and baseball. Join us now for a behind-the-scenes look at a season on the road with the Oakland A's. Vince Catronio takes us on a journey around Major League Baseball. Starting now. Hi, and welcome to our first edition of A Season's Journey on A's Cast. I'm A's broadcaster Vince Catronio with the longtime director of team travel for the athletics who has seen it all and then some, and that is Mickey Morbido. Ironically, Mickey, we sit down in Japan as we begin this season's journey. Can you take a step back, tell me when Major League Baseball first talked about putting this together again for 2019, how the A's got involved, and then when you get involved and hit the ground running with all the logistics that we put in place? Well, it was about a year ago that they started talking about these international games. So uh, we knew they were talking two teams to Tokyo, two teams to Monterey, Mexico, and two teams to London. And uh, we always had a feeling that we would be the, the Japanese team, being two West Coast teams. It would be easier for us to get to, uh, get to Tokyo. And I know they're going to take, I think, Houston and the Angels will be going to Monterey, Mexico in May. And then the Yankees and Red Sox will be going to London. So I think baseball is trying to get more international, kind of like what the NFL does with their games. And the NHL and the NBA have been very, very aggressive in, in playing games overseas and in foreign countries. And I think it's good that baseball is trying to, you know, branch out. And, uh, and you know, and Japan, you know, we're here now and people here, they love baseball. It's like this is probably the one place that we really don't have to come to promote baseball because the, the Japanese just love the game anyway. So, yeah, so we kind of knew that we and then, you know, that when they told us it was going to be us in Seattle, uh, then things start, you know, falling into place. Luckily for me, this is the third time we've opened here. So it things didn't come as a total shock and uh, uh, just had an idea about you know what needed, need, needed to be done to get this thing moving. So 2008 and then again in 2012 and then seven years later back in Japan this season, you touched on that. Does it get any easier, any smoother or lessons learned from the past or improvements that are made from previous times in Japan that make it an even better experience? Yeah, it, it gets a little easier because I could uh, anticipate things rather than just reacting to things because the first time you do something, you know, everything is new, like the first time I came here. And being this is the third time we've opened here, um, I kind of know the stadium. I know a little bit about the city. I know the hotel. We've stayed here uh, uh, the last three times also. So there's a little bit of a comfort zone being that uh, it's not like I'm getting here and I'm seeing things for the first time. So the fact that we have been here before, makes it does make it a little bit easier for me in preparing. Between yourself and Steve Usenitz, the A's longtime clubhouse manager and team historian, give me an idea of the traveling party, the amount of luggage that goes, what goes into the selection of the aircraft that's that's delivers the team here and back to the Bay Area and the planet that gets involved to make that a you know a very important and smooth part of this whole operation. Probably the toughest thing with coming here to Japan is the visa process where, like, for example, we go to Toronto or the guys that are going to London or Mexico, it's basically just, you know, get your passport, get your information, put it on a manifest. Uh, we had to have all our players and 
uh, you as broadcasters because you're working or entertaining, get what they call an entertainer's visa, which necess necessitated me uh, collecting everybody's passport in spring training, having these guys fill out visa applications, uh, apply passport photos to them, and then get all that shipped off to the Japanese consulate in New York so that we can put, put visas in everybody's passport. So that process uh, was a little bit more difficult. And, and basically, we had 65 players in camp, and you pretty much have to do it for everybody. I mean, I know most of those guys are not going to be on this trip. A lot of those guys know they're not going to be on the trip. But you can't just go around and say, well, you don't have to do it because you don't have a chance. So you basically have to do it for everybody. So that, that's the process as far as getting all the information. And then it's a matter of uh, you know, piecing together your manifest, your rooming list. And with Steve, you know, talking about what equipment we need to come over here. Luckily, we're in a dome, so you, you can avoid packing a lot of coats and heavy stuff that we would might have to travel on an early east coast road trip um so it's just trying to it's 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 just a little bit more intense than what we do for a regular road trip uh we're here for a week uh, i think what makes it a little bit more um uh challenging is we're beyond just our normal baseball traveling party you know which is basically you know the players manager coaches trainers uh, are our normal traveling party that we travel with because this is a trip that you know is something that our you know that our that our, as an organization we wanted to you know, bring a lot of our front office people along so so we did that and some guests and uh, you know made it as a uh, as a thing that the organization can do together to come here and you know expand ourselves and give everybody an opportunity to, to come and enjoy the games in a, in a in basically in a foreign country. How many did you have on the plane, Mick? We had 155 people out here, and our, our normal in-season traveling party is about 55. So we had about you know 100 more people here than I'm usually uh, handling on our road trips during the season. So we're becoming old hand at, at coming to Tokyo and enjoying the culture and enjoying the experience. What do you like about coming out here? What are the things that maybe surprised you or that you've enjoyed knowing that you're going to get a chance to come back and do that again when you came back to Tokyo? I really like the city. It's 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 clean. Um, you know, Bob Melvin, our manager, he's kind of a foodie, and he told me that uh, there are more Michelin five-star restaurants in Tokyo than uh, than any other city, which is kind of cool. So, I'm kind of a dining guy myself. So I'm looking forward to uh, you know a couple of good you know dining experiences here. So that part of it I like. I mean, I enjoy cities. I grew up in New York. I'm more of a cosmopolitan guy. I kind of enjoy that aspect of it. It's nice to see. Uh, I mean, we go to New York. We go to Boston. We go to Chicago. We go to Cleveland. We, you know, we go to the same cities every year. So it's nice to experience, uh, you know, a big city somewhere else and just uh, just enjoy the culture and the things that, that it offers. I just enjoy the, the, the how polite the people are here how welcoming they are. I had an experience with some Japanese barbecue with some local friends while I was here with my wife and my daughter and just creating that kind of bond with people uh, in a foreign country I think is really special. I would imagine you've had a chance to do that a little bit with all the people that you get involved with during putting something like this together. Yeah, the people we work with that, that help us out here, uh, I've had the same interpreter with me for my last three or four trips, and she's terrific. And, the, you know, the people that work in the hotel, the people that work in the clubhouse, the people that help us out with our buses and transportation. Like, you know, Bob wanted to go to the dinner last night, and he asked me if I can find one of the, you know, to, uh, get him a ride over there. So I just called the guy here that handles the transportation, and he was, he couldn't, he, he just couldn't wait to help out and arrange for a, like a talent car to take Bob to the restaurant he wanted to go to. They, they are, you're right, Vint, they're so 
they're just very accommodating. They, they, I think they enjoy having us here as much as we enjoy being here. I know this is a great experience, and it's a special experience, but the reality is, and you touched on it, you still have a regular season to deal with, and 81 games on the road, which you do year in and year out. When does the planning go uh, begin for you and your office about whether it's keeping hotels or changing things based on the schedule and some of the challenges you have because of the things that happen from year to year? Yeah, well, basically, we see a... We've been getting the schedule earlier and earlier now the last couple of years. Like, I actually right now have a preliminary copy of our 2020 schedule, uh, just a, kind of like a first draft that they. This just, is secret. We can't tell anybody about this. Well, no one has to know what it is, <laughs> but it's just a first draft that they sent out. That you know, it's because you know we know we do know who we're playing in a league. Uh, like this year, we're playing the Central. Next year, we'll rotate and play the. Uh, National League East, so I do know our opponents. Like I said, the dates aren't uh, solid yet, but I know we'll be like we'll be playing in uh, in Washington and in uh, Philadelphia and um, drawing a blank on where else. But New anyway, York? no, not New York. Uh, who else is in the National League? <laughs> uh, Miami and uh, Atlanta. I okay. think. Yeah. So um, yeah, so we get it. We we get a. But I, it won't be finalized. I, I can't really block anything right now. They just give us something to look at. But uh, we'll probably see a schedule that's pretty solid probably by May. And so once I do that, I really start blocking my hotel rooms. I mean, I'll, call, I'll get, get a hold of the hotels that we want to stay at and give them my check-in dates, check-out dates. Um, we've just entered in again with a multi-year deal with our airlines so uh, we just came off a three-year contract with them we just entered, entered into a two-year extension so the airline is pretty much done i just need to give them the travel dates our departure times and stuff so yeah this process starts as early basically as soon as i see a schedule i start on the process with uh with the airline and with the and with the hotels Mickey, I know when you come down from the Bay Area for spring training, it gives you a chance to, to see old friends. Sometimes you'll run into Tony La Russa or Walt Jockety or Bud Selig or Bob Euchre, things like that. What gives you the most joy about the toughness about the travel, know that there are people that you've had lifelong you know, relationship with that you get a chance to reconnect with and have some laughs and, and maybe exhale a little bit about the pressures of what we do on a daily basis? Yeah, I mean, you know what, Vince, that's probably the greatest thing about this job and the travel is you go to all these cities and you can reconnect with people that you maybe see once a year or twice a year, but you've known them for 30 years. And it's just great, like you brought up Bob Yuka, you know, we don't play Milwaukee that much and Yuka's not traveling that much, but he did the game when we were over in Mesa and just go in the booth and just catch up with Yuka and tell stories about our old days in Milwaukee and everything. So I, I enjoy that. I enjoy just the people that you see and meet on the road. There are, there are hotels we've stayed at where I've known Bellman for 30 years. And you walk in there and they're happy to see you. And, or you're walking down, going to the ballpark, walking down the clubhouse, and you see the same security guards that you've known for, for, for 25, 30 years. And just to, 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 just to interact with these people as we travel around. I mean, a lot of it's like you, the little people in the game, too, not just the, the Bob Eukers and the Walt Jockeys and people that you can run into like that. I just enjoy the relationships that I've had through the years. Like I said, with Bellman, with bartenders, uh, with security guards and stuff like that that I, I really I enjoy that Mickey you mentioned you're from New York you started with the Yankees as a kid you kind of grew through the Steinbrenner years and when Billy Martin came out back home to the East Bay as the manager of the A's in 1980 you came with him over the years 
what, what have been the biggest challenges for you doing all the things that you've done and what are the things that still bring you joy on, on a daily basis knowing the challenges that you do have making this thing run so smoothly as you do? Yeah, I mean, the challenges are pretty much the same. I mean, you, you do the best you can to uh, get everything. People ask me, do you have an assistant or, you know, do you have somebody that helps you out do this? And, or I've had people call me, well, I can work with you and everything. The one thing you want to be do in this job is be totally hands-on. I mean, I'm dealing with, I have this checklist every time we move. You know, I'll go like airline, uh, uh, airport, bus, truck, hotel. Boom, boom, boom. Check them off. Do you have everything done? So I know that when we take off that I actually was in touch with the bus on the other end, the truck on the other end. I don't want to land in a city and the buses aren't there and the players go, where's the buses, Mickey? I said, well, I had my assistant call them. I don't know. You know, Mm -hmm. don't trust anybody to do anything. Just do everything yourself. So I think that's probably the biggest challenge that it is a it's, it's a one-person show, and I'm not just speaking for me. I mean, I think most of the traveling secretaries that do what I do, we all are, are one-man departments. We want to do it. We, you you got to follow up constantly on everything, keep everybody informed on, uh, on when you're coming, what's going on. I mean, you don't want – this is not a job where you want to slough off uh, setup or organizational stuff to somebody else. Mickey, with technology exploding the way it has over the past years and continuing to do so, what's the importance of technology? How has it assisted you? And then you, you kind of mentioned it in passing. You know, as, as those things happen and, it, and it's rapid fire, still having those relationships and the simple ways of communication that, that keep things uh, running smooth for you, those are still pretty key points to your job, aren't they, in terms of, well, yeah, we have the technology and it allows me to do A, B, and C, but... For me, I like still the personal touch, being able to have that type of communication. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but the biggest thing I would say that helps in the technology is cell phones. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember when I first started in this job, our only communication was, I mean, the bus driver didn't have a cell phone, the truck driver didn't have, I would would have to call. When the game was over, I'd call from a, a phone in the press box and say, hey, the game's over, we should be leaving here in 30 minutes, we'll be in here at this time, we should be landing at so and so. And that was it. And then you basically landed, you, you prayed that the bus was there, the truck there, and you know, like now when I land, I can call the hotel and tell them we're on our way. And everything is set up and it's just a lot easier. Right before I take off, I'll call the bus driver, the truck driver, so we know what time you know, we're going to be on the ground. So I just, I mean, the cell phone has probably been the biggest advance that, like I said, when I started, there were no cell phones. So the last time I had communication with the next city I'm going to and all these people I was talking about was just just before I left the press box to make that call when I had a call from a landline. And just having, you know, I used to type the rooming list up and I used to type it and put it in the mail or fax it. Now uh, I have the rooming list. It's you know it's uh, it's a document. It's save it, send it to the hotel. You know you can email, text, changes. You know I'll get on the plane and the player will tell me, oh Mickey, I forgot to tell you, my wife's going to be get to the hotel before I do. So immediately I can text the uh, the hotel rep that I deal with and say it's okay to give a key to so and so to get in this room. I never was able to do those things before. We used to have wives and girlfriends. You know, just sitting in the lobby if the guy forgot to tell me that his wife was was coming in because, you know, as a protection for the players, you know, we've told them, don't give out a key to anybody unless it comes from me. So I think little things like that, uh, uh, that's where the technology comes in and helps in this job. Mickey, we've all been clamoring for years to to see you put 
pen to paper about all the great stories you have. We know you're not going to do that, at least not now, but you have been in many books along the way about baseball, including your time with George Steinbrenner. Could you imagine working for Mr. Steinbrenner in this day of technology where you would try to find ways to potentially hide upon occasion where you could never do that in today's world if George Steinbrenner was still with us? Oh, if he's still with it, I'd be afraid to look at my phone sometimes, you know. <laughs> uh, I'd say there was one time that when I was uh, in New York and I was still working for the Yankees, but I was helping out my school, Hunter College. I was working as their sports information director. And I'd, in the off I'd go to their basketball games and keep scoring and, and do stuff like that. And one time we're playing a game at Queens College and somebody comes running over to the scorer's table and tells me there's a Mr. Steinbrenner on the phone in the office for you. I said, you got to be kidding me. He found me here. He had called my house. My mother told him where I was. He got a hold of somebody at Queens College to get a hold of me. And, uh, and I forgot what he probably just yelled at me about something that he wanted to get done. But uh, uh, yeah, it was a little more difficult for them to track you down then. But now if I was working for George now, I mean, with, the, with cell phones and emails and all that stuff, I mean, boy, I'd, I'd, I'd probably want to throw my s- s- phone in the ocean sometime. Mm-hmm. So as we're winding down our first season's journey with Mickey Morabito, the A's director of team travel, Mickey, what the, this is a year, 2019, where the Athletics come off a 97-win season, played the Yankees but lost in the playing game in the postseason. Fans are excited about the season beginning. Players are excited about the season beginning. What's your level of anticipation? How do you look toward a, a, another season with, with the team you're with and, and wondering how that year might turn out? Well, you're always, you know, like last year was a lot of fun. Uh, because there weren't a lot of expectations for us. And it's always more fun, I think, to exceed expectations like we did. But it was fun, and I think uh, this year we've, we brought back pretty much the same nucleus of our team on the field, which is good. We've got some good young players. And I think, and you're around these guys too, Vince, I think I really like the makeup of this team. We actually have our young guys actually pretty good, pretty good guys too. So I, I think I'm excited to watch this team come together. And anybody that's followed the A's the last couple of years can see you know, our tendencies. We seem to get into a run where we're, we're right there for three, four years in a row. And then sometimes because of the nature of, uh, of our market and what we have to do, we have to take a step back uh, to try and you know, put it together and rebuild again. And hopefully with the young core group we have right now that we can begin another three, four year run of, of being competitive and uh, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to it and see how far we can take it. You understood the World Series with the Yankees and in your earlier years with the A's as well. So what would that mean seeing this team have success during the regular season and advance and maybe have that opportunity to do something that has not been done since 1989? For all that you've seen and all that you've been around, Mickey, what would that kind of finish to a year be? Oh, it would be great. I mean, that's what we're all in here for. We're all around these guys, and what you want to do is you want to win. You want to take it right to the end. And I think Bob said it at our one of our early meetings. I mean, last year he told the guys this year at the meeting, he said, last year I couldn't say that what our goal is. Um, I think in talking to the team last year, let's just have a good season. Let's see how far we can take this. But I think right now, I mean, we expect to to basically – try and get to a World Series. And I, I think it's realistic to have that goal. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, uh, especially where we came from last year, winning 97 games. I mean, we would have won every division in the National League. We would have been first place. We would have been first place in the American League Central. Uh, so I think the if we can win 97 games again, uh, I think we'd have a pretty good shot to uh, – you know, to hopefully get beyond more than just a wild card game. And the postseason is basically a crapshoot. Uh, it really is. 
um, you can get hot at the right time and uh, and and get to the end. So I think uh, what would be great is to see this team, you know, what what started last year, uh, try and and continue and get to the next step and. Uh, Hopefully, uh, we're talking about competing for a World Series. I think that would be that would be terrific. Is it as as we finally say goodbye to our first season journey? Is it unfair for me to ask for you to pick over the years, even going back to New York, people that you would have at your table, whether they're players or executives, just because of the experience you have with them, watching them perform, just what they were like on and off the field, people that brought a smile to your face, people that you enjoyed working with and even sometimes guys that were challenging but in the end there was a mutual respect for what they were trying to do and the appreciation for what you were trying to do could I ask you who would be at that table with you five six people or something along those lines that that you think about guys that that have always been in your memory about the great times in this great game you know I it, it's kind of hard to answer that because we're talking players we're talking you know managers um, that I've been around since I started you know, obviously, I think, you know, from managers, I've, I've been blessed. I mean, I, I started off, you know, in New York with uh, Billy Martin. And unfortunately, Billy's not around, but he would definitely be at the table. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, Tony La Russa, who, you know, became very close to and to this day uh, still get together a lot. And, 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 and Bob right now. I mean, we had, uh, you know, basically those three guys I'd like to, you know, obviously be at the table. I mean, from my New York days. But, you know, we had some we had some great gamers on some of the teams that I had in New York. Uh, I mean, I would, you know, guys like Greg Nettles and uh, Willie Randolph, Sparky Lyle. Um, that I, a guy like Dick Tedrow, who now works for the Giants, was on those teams. And he's a, he's a guy that I love being around. And then, you know, our, our 88, 89, 90 A's teams, which that's the one thing that the probably – the one shortcoming in of all the teams I've been with was that – 88, 89, 90 team, I thought was, should be talked about like the 72, 73, 4 Reds. It should be talked about like some of the Murderers Row Yankee teams. But unfortunately, you're judged on your World Series appearances. And unfortunately, that team only won the one World Series against the Giants. Uh, I mean, they should have beat the Dodgers in 88, should have beat the Reds in 90. And I think if that team wins three World Series, you know, you're talking, uh, you know, Conseca, McGuire, Stu, Eckersley, Steinbeck, you know, that was. Uh, an amazing, an amazing group of guys, and I, I would say that's probably the best team that I was around. Even the Yankee teams I was with in the late '70s, uh, that team had everything, uh, and unfortunately, um, like I said, just had the one World Series. So that's the one thing you know, kind of I feel bad about. But yeah, I mean, the group of guys I just mentioned from that team, guys like Terry Steinbeck, who was one of my favorite, you know, players that I've been around. McGuire, you know, I love Mac, and he was always treated me well. McGuire would be a guy that would, uh, he would get on me about things, but if somebody else started to get on me, he'd be the first guy to get in their face and tell them to leave me alone. But, you know, that's how he was. He was very protective of you. But, uh, like I said, I've been around some great players, some great managers, and uh, no, it's been a, I've had a great run. I, I've, got, I've got no complaints, starting out as a little bat boy for the New York Yankees in 1970. And finally, Mick, what keeps you coming back? Uh, my wife tells me I have no other hobbies that I'd have nothing else to do. So uh, I don't know. Like I said, I still enjoy the game. I still enjoy the camaraderie of being with the team. And, and actually, you know, I still enjoy the travel. I mean, uh, you know, we travel in a very first-class way. It's nice. We're in nice hotels, nice cities, get to uh, experience a lot of things that uh, if I was uh, traveling on my own, I wouldn't get to experience. So I think, yeah, that part of it kind of keeps me going. So I'll, 
I'll see if I can get it out for another year or two. Well, Mick, I can only tell you, I'm, I'm on a very long list of people that are very appreciative of what you do, how you've helped myself out, my family out over the years in different cities and different opportunities. Uh, it's a great comfort for us to know that you're still in that seat, still in that chair, doing the things you do. You do it so well, better than anybody else. And to kick off our ace cast, the season's journey with you is the best way I thought that we could get this thing kicked off here in Japan. So let's have some fun. Let's see how the season starts, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Thank you so much for the time, Mickey. I appreciate it very much. All right. Thanks, man. It was fun talking. Mickey Morbido, the A's director of team travel on our first season's journey on ace cast. There'll be more down the line throughout the course of 2019. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.